Good morning, my brothers and sisters. On this, our next movie review and spoiler cast in the GMGU. If you didn't already know, this is the Good Morning Guys podcast. And this morning, we are talking about the next installment in the MCU, Thor, Love and Thunder. We are so thankful, joiners, that you are joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we discuss the movies we love to watch and the stories that inspire and amaze us. As I am your host tonight, the Brazilian as Guardianeer and Transition Bow, Lucas Ham Swisher. Next to me, the judge, the jury, and the executioner of Little G Gods, and any who ignore others in need, Patrick Novacell. Little G Gods? Yeah, that's me. That is totally me. Oh, yeah. And our last member present tonight of the GMG Quadfecta, who's got Milnor in his heart, screaming goats on his brain, and as guardian mead in his old stomacho, Mark Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> I think, that was I think perfect. It's, it's pronounced perfect. Mir Mir. Oh, yeah. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Oh, man. I love those screaming goats. Made me laugh so much. <laughs> More than I probably should have. <laughs> and I'm sure my so wife she, is probably laughing her head off right now because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. And she's yeah. probably in the other room. Nice. Nice. Uh, that's right, folks. We are here to talk all about Thor Love and Thunder. As is tradition, we're going to jump right into our spoiler-free review and rating because, of course... We don't always know if people actually read the title to the podcast, and we don't always know if people actually remember what they're listening to, and they just yeah. load it up, and they're like, oh my gosh, what did I accidentally stumble into? So we're giving you this chance for the next few moments. We are going to do spoiler-free review, give a little rating, and then we'll spoil the bajangles out of Thor Love and Thunder. So starting with, uh, let's start with Marcus. Uh, give us your spoiler-free thoughts, my friend. Um, so I, you know, I, I very much, I'll, I'll start by saying I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so I very much enjoyed, you know, that change. we're, we're doing Thor love and thunder tonight, I just to make sure. Just so we're on the same page. Yep. Is, yep. This just is making the baseline sure. I have to start at. Okay. That's the baseline. Gotcha. I, I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. I loved that movie. Um, it was a nice change of pace, uh, from the super serious Thor movies um, especially the direction that Thor the Dark World went in. Um, and I love Taika Waititi's direction with that. And this is more of that um, very much. If you enjoyed uh, Thor Ragnarok, you will, for the most part, enjoy uh, Thor Love and Thunder, for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, there are certain spots where I think the, the comedy is kind of forced they they kind of overdid it in certain spots where they really didn't need to um and and so i think i think taika needs to pull back a little bit on that um i think certain actors and actresses in the movies in, in these movies that are specifically this one um don't really have that kind of range um <laughs> <laughs> to to be comedic in my opinion and and so it just didn't work as well for me now that being said i, I still very much enjoyed the movie um and so uh i am going to give this let's say i'll give it i'm gonna say seven and a half screaming goats out of ten all right all right. Okay. I like that. Nice. Patrick, how about you, uh, my friend? What Mark said. I, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, except, except I'm going to talk about Thor Dark World. Uh, the wife, or the wife, uh, the daughter and I, we watched Thor the Dark World this past week. And uh, I, I like Thor Dark World more than this movie. Ooh. Oh, my God. Um, and Spicy. Because like, we, I just, I just finished uh, Love and Thunder, and I'm like, okay, you know, just like Mark said, it was the comedy felt forced. You know, the, the Thor Ragnarok was a good movie with comedy. The Love and Thunder felt like it was trying to be a comedy over an action movie, over yeah. a Marvel movie. You know, it just, 
it felt like it was too much. It felt like it was like the ninth season of Seinfeld where every character was just out of their shoes, just get into their character, being overly dramatic about everything and trying to be trying to just get laughs. And that's what I thought was this. Um, now there were, there were some funny parts. Yeah. There were some very subtle, funny parts and the funny parts were, were the subtle parts and the ones where it was just like in your face, trying to be comedic and Thor trying to be too, too funny. Um, it felt like, like Mark said, it felt forced. Uh, some of the, some of the actresses and actors of this movie, it wasn't, it wasn't their role. It didn't feel like that was them. And so, um, but overall, I mean, I was, I was entertained. I was, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie. Like, I mean, really, I enjoy all Marvel movies. It's hard, you know, when you rank them and, and when it's, you know, last on the list, it's like, okay, but it's still a Marvel movie. It's still fun. Um, I was still entertained. I would, you know, I, you know, I would probably see this again, just like any other Marvel movie, even though Thor, the dark world is last on my list. Uh, I still enjoy it. You know, I still, I still watch, watch them all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I also give this seven and a half screaming goats out of ten. So what Mark said. <laughs> mm. Ditto. All right. Well, I am not gonna ditto what you said. Okay. I will Good. say Good. that I definitely see your perspective and okay. I concur with how you could feel that way. Okay. But at the same time, I just liked I liked the audacious comedy uh i feel like that is pretty much the the what is it the modus operandi of any place outside of earth like space they've just made space people they're just all about the jokes joke 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 and they do it in Gal guardians of the galaxy they've done it with most of the villains most of the villains take themselves too seriously and then all the good guys or normal people are just like making jokes left and right so yeah. i feel like with ragnarok and with guardians it wasn't i don't think it warranted people's reaction criti critically you know for this movie where people were panning it for being too many jokes i'm like it's kind of the way they've set it up for the mcu um now will i agree that I, I, will I say that I feel like Ragnarok was more balanced for sure. Um, Ragnarok had a good balance of serious and silly. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they rode that line very well. Mm -hmm. um, I can see where people saw at, at some point where it's like, man, this thing's a little too <laughs> joke, 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 joke. It's kind of like uh, Monica with Chandler. It's like joke, joke, joke. Like where she's getting like, I'm so over these jokes. Um, I don't think it's so much that they did jokes. It's who was doing the jokes and when yeah. that, that, and we'll talk more about that yeah, in, yeah. In, we will. over the spoiler wall, but yeah. Yeah. But I, I had fun with it. Um, I thought the villain was solid, uh, was really uh, a quality, another quality villain, the MCU, like Marvel and Disney, they know how to make villains and they did not disappoint with, uh, with good old gore. Um, I will say that there were some characters like Jane Foster that were kind of like better than before, but not good. Like in some ways, like didn't really mesh with me. So uh, I get that. And uh, but just overall, uh, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a just a fun movie to watch. I thought it had a where where. Um, Oh, shoot. I wanted to call it the Scarlet Witch movie, but it was actually Doctor Strange. <laughs> where Doctor Strange <laughs> yeah. is a Mother's Day. Where Doctor Strange is a Mother's Day movie. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder is a Father's Day movie. So I appreciated that it's all about family. So yep. uh, with that being said, I give it 8 out of 10. Rainbow Bridges filled with screaming goats. There you go. So yeah, thumbs Good. up. We're not that far off, which it's funny. Uh we're not that far off, so just half a point. Uh, with that, let's get into spoilers. You've had your warning. If we had a spoiler clip or audio thing, we'd insert it here, but we don't have that. So there you go. Warning, warning, spoilers in your face. Get ready. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm going to guys, clip that and it's going to be our spoiler <laughs> warning. <laughs> Please do. Please do that. That's glorious. Um, we are going to do, you know, light, uh, as it were, light plot coverage, just so we make sure we cover 
every act of the movie. We're not going to go into great detail, but pretty much the beginning of the movie is set up for the villain, Gore, the God Butcher. And what a heartbreaking, like almost a a, a mix of up and I don't know, never meet your heroes kind of moment, like where Gore loses his daughter because, you know, he's got nothing. He's been praying faithfully to his God, uh, Rapu. And then he meets him. He turns out to be a jerk. And uh, it turns out that a sword has been calling him, called the Necrosword, has called him to that location. And the Necrosword helps him kill said God. And uh, thus Gore, the God Butcher, is created. What do you guys think of this uh, villain opening? Yeah. Uh, again, I you know for the first time listeners of this, um, I love backstories. And this movie started with the villain backstory. And you find out the motive for him being Gore the God Butcher. And he, all he wants is his daughter back. He wants his daughter back and he's going to go through any means necessary to do that because he's infected. He's infected with the sword. He's infected with that. He's getting so he's it's going to make him do things that he wouldn't normally have done. Uh, but his drive, his motive to see his daughter again has is is the reason why he's killing all these gods. Um, so that the that that starting it that way, I'm like, yes, okay. Now I now I can follow why he he's doing what he's doing because not a lot of the you don't see in in the other MCU movies the villain sometimes it doesn't happen until later um yep. it's like a big reveal yeah this one so it laid like, it all hey, out for you and, and like i it. said thor the dark world you start with malekith and you find out what he's doing uh but it did it's not as as powerful as you know a father that i am losing a daughter if i have was infected with a sword and i was able to do all these things and the only way i can get my daughter back is to kill all these guys to get to the center of the universe or whatever the eternal part it's like okay i can understand what he's doing and i can follow this and and so i i loved the beginning part i really did yeah absolutely uh like throughout this entire movie like christian bale does a fantastic job it was actually a great villain that you actually somewhat like just a little bit sympathize with yeah you relate right. to him. yeah uh, yeah and relate um although how he goes about doing it is is not really the best um right but of course. yeah sure um it's interesting I, I knew that when gods died in 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 the mcu type of stuff that they like faded into gold dust but i didn't know they bled gold yeah which apparently they they do now is that uh, all gods or was that just Rapu? Because yeah, he like burst forth with golden blood. I I can't remember if the other gods did that. Um, I mean, because I mean, zooming ahead just a little bit, uh, yeah. we know that uh, Odin he, he yeah. well no not going that far ahead, but okay. Odin like goes off into like sparkly space dust. Yeah, like, that's what he's I'm not talking golden. about. But yeah, like yeah, so. So I think they all kind of die in their own special way. Yeah. But Rapu was definitely yeah, just that, golden same, blood. Same, well, I just watched Thor of the Dark World. And when Thor's mom dies, she goes off and she sparkly space dust. Maybe that's the Asgardian way to die. Like yeah, you just become maybe. space dust. Well, I think, no, the, uh, the, the Rapu, he, he died the same way. Did he do the space dust? Yeah. All I remember he, is the gold bl- blood coming out of him. Bled like, just gold, like, and then when he actually died, he. Went away. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty Fair sure. Enough. Yeah. So I think I think that's how, must be how all gods die somehow. Yeah, I guess um, so. But uh, no, he does a fantastic job of you seeing all the agony, and and stuff that he's gone through, where he's lost his entire family, including his his daughter now, and he finally finds this this God he's been praying to. And it turns out he's just complete, complete jerk um, and full of himself and everything. And, and you, you get it. You absolutely get it. Um, And so I think starting off with the villain was, was a great way to start this movie. Yeah. Um, It was a good foot to jump into. And then we go into the funny stuff. Right. And so then it sets up, you know, giving you context for the really the two main protagonists of Thor and uh, Jane Foster. And we start with Thor giving backstory in, I think, a masterful way with Korg 
telling a story like he's having story time and he's, you know, talking about, you know, beer belly Thor and, you know, him working out and getting his life together. But then also how like his life has been awful and he's lost pretty much everyone he's ever cared for and yeah. uh, really setting up the reason why Thor is not in a good place. And yet he's like, I'm just trying to find like he's just trying to find himself. And, uh, and of course, fighting along the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is where Endgame left off. And uh, yeah, what did you guys think of this opening? Uh, trying to help the people of the planet of some planet where Thor destroys their temple and uh, they get the screaming goats for a reward. No, no. Yeah, I, just, I can see just, you shaking your head, Patrick. Go uh, ahead. N- no, like he's like he's like meditating while the battle is going on in front of him. It's like. He's like, oh, I'm just waiting for someone to bring the battle to me and ask me to battle with them. And then all of a sudden, just like, like, hey, we need you. It's like, and then he's just like, all right, gets in there, destroys all the all the enemies. And in doing so, he destroys the whole, you know, glass palace, which is like the off the worst palace on the face of the earth. Like, it's just like, how is this? Like, I the whole scene, it was just like, it felt like it was just like, why was why didn't they ask him earlier? You know, like, hey, you know, he's he's sitting right here. Why don't you ask him? And then he, it's a, it, it, there's some epic, you know, slow motion RRR type scenes in the in this, right? And, <laughs> like but, where he does uh, the split and he holds the two ships I uh, thought, apart. That's while a Jean Claude Van Damme. He's doing a Jean Claude Van Damme move, yeah. exactly. So, but uh, I thought the splits was hilarious, but when it, when it was like sandwiched between all the others the forced comedy the the splits wasn't as funny as it should have been and it could as it could have been if yeah. they would have toned it down a little bit like i understand like what you said this is thor is in a different place because of all the things that have happened with the people that he loves around him i understand but it was just like it felt like it was trying to be too funny i'm like what oh, is this is this also does this just this could be a comedy like it felt to me it felt like again felt like seinfeld it felt like they were just, uh, you know, the tenth season of a of a series where they're like all the characters have just like they have dug deep their their feet into the sand and this is their this is now their character and it felt like it was just it was too much for for me. Um, I didn't really, I mean, it was just like all right, here's here's Thor, here's the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was just like and the Guardians of the Galaxy were just gone. They're gone. They're not in the movie anymore. I didn't. It was just. I felt like it was why why were the Guardians of the Galaxy even even in there? It was That's just exactly. because it was because the at the end of what was it? Um uh was it Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or Ragnarok it, where in, he endgame or endgame? He gets on the he gets on yeah, the ship. You need to get you know? further to the Jeez, future. my goodness. You know, like <laughs> there's so many movies. Uh, so yeah, he just gets on the and it was just like I guess that's why they had him on there because he was they were just they yeah. had to have I mean him they on couldn't go as like a as just like a continuation of the story, even though just like a small part right. of it. Um, but it was, I don't know. It, 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 it wasn't as, as cool as it could have been because it was just, they tried to be too funny with it. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that I didn't appreciate how they almost belittled the guardians of the galaxy to the point where it's like, they were literally just standing there while Thor was doing his thing. Yep. Now, I know. And they're just battling yeah. just people. They battled these huge enemies that they've, many many enemies before and they couldn't yeah. handle these few people it was just like it felt yeah like you said it felt belittled they belittled it and it was just like yeah more of like uh i could see that yeah unfortunately yeah other than other than the scenes with star lord nothing else needed to happen with with the guardians and it, here and it didn't look like star lord was star lord it was like hey you know it looked like he was from community like they were like, hey, well, like uh, I know you haven't worked out in you know tw- twenty four months. Can you just show up and just you know don't fix your hair, don't don't <laughs> shave, you know? Can you just come in, be on set for a few days, and then uh, then you can get out of here? That's what it felt like to me, and it felt like for the not just Chris Pat crap. Chris Pratt, but the rest of the characters. Chris Crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sounded like that's, that's what I that's, said. That's this version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it felt. It, it just felt like it was. It was not well thought out. It felt like they didn't put a lot of effort into into that, and it was unfortunate. Yep. Yeah. 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 So 
I think thankfully they kind of abandon. I mean, I even, I want to say that even by the end of Endgame, like when they were together a bunch, or maybe it was the end of Infinity War when he was getting his axe and stuff and the whole angel thing. And like, it was funny, but I was like, I don't know that I could do a whole movie with them, like all of them being together all the time. So me personally, outside of how I definitely agree that it was a bad take on the Guardians of the Galaxy, I was glad that Thor just was kind of like, I got to go figure out my life and figure out myself. Um, and so he goes off to do that. And in, and part of the reason he does that is because he gets a distress call from his old pal Sif and finds her injured on another planet where he goes with uh, Korg. And they pretty much find out that Gore's uh, been butchering gods all across the galaxy and his next stop is New Asgard. And so then it cuts to, at some point, maybe before even, they cut to uh, Jane Foster who has, is dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. She's trying to figure out her life. She's got her face face like in her work 24 7 just coming up long enough to take chemotherapy treatments and uh she stumbles across some information about meow meow and she decides to go check it out because it might be able to help (laughs) offer some medical treatment uh some unproven non-fdc approved medical treatment but it is what it is and so she she does that and uh, then we go back to Thor arriving to fight with them, and he discovers that Jane Foster is Thor. Now, we already knew this from the trailers. We didn't know why she had become Thor. What did you guys think of the setup for Jane Foster and her becoming Thor? Um, well, before we before we get into into Jane Foster real quick, I know we kind of kind of glazed. I'm not going to do go deep into into this, but. One of the actresses that that didn't work for me with her comedy was the actress who plays Lady Sif. Um, mm. I I just don't think that character needed to be funny, um, and because she's a serious character, she's always been serious. Yeah, yeah, and it just didn't it just didn't work for me. Now I will say I really hope now that we've introduced Valhalla into this, that we totally see Sif's arm just sitting there in the background. Oh my gosh, for sure. (laughs) Just like hanging out at the bar, like putting up a finger, like, hey, give me another drink. (laughs) It's like, yeah, unfortunately you have to die in battle to go to Valhalla. So your arm did, but not you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now that was funny, but otherwise, like, I don't, I don't, I didn't care for her comedic acting. Um, And then, Going back to, to Jane, um, I liked, I did like the way that they explained this, that essentially Mjolnir is protecting Jane Foster in this way. Right. Um, you know, uh, by, by being able to find her worthy and, and reassemble and all of those things. Now, mm-hmm. do we know the specifics of how suddenly it's able to, you know, get put back together and all this kind of stuff? I, I don't know. Because I mean, they 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 explain it by saying that, you know, offhandishly, Thor said something to the effect of, hey, protect Jane Foster. And it had forgotten it was supposed to do that. And then it found out, you know, by maybe did a Google search, WebMD found out that she had (laughs) cancer and, you know, called for her or whatever she says. Eventually she goes to see it and then it assembles, reassembles itself, reanimates or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, that's that's the most they give us, I think, in terms of an explanation. Yeah, but I mean, it's a start. That's a cool way to 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 get into it. I mean, that's that's based on the sort of based on the comics. Um, yeah, it's the same sort of premise that she has cancer and and becoming Thor essentially prolongs her life and gives her strength. Um, I honestly thought she was going to be a variant before Mm. we watch the movie i thought okay this is they've already dealt with variants and you know different timeline characters coming into the the earth 616 whatever so i thought ah maybe it's going to be a variant and i wasn't i won't won't say that i was disappointed that it wasn't a variant i thought it it meshes better with the multiverse saga for it to be a variant but i also did appreciate you know giving a little more reasoning behind her being thor so sure i thought that was that was fine what do you think patrick um i thought i thought her becoming thor in that way and and thor telling mirror mirror 
Oh, meow, meow to, you know, look over her. And I thought that was, that was a perfect setup for it, for her to become Thor. I'm glad it wasn't a variant. I'm glad it was actually her. So, and having both of them on the battlefield, you know, uh, battling enemies. I think that, I thought that was great. I thought her trying to figure out her catchphrase was amazing. Yeah. It was so fun. You know, like she, it was that, that kind of comedy felt, felt natural. She's like, I don't know what to do with all these powers and everyone has a catchphrase. What's mine, you know? So I thought that was fun. So I will have to kind of slightly disagree with you there. Um, Now the situations there uh, in in the character dealing, you know, what am I doing with these powers and all this kind of stuff? That made sense. But the issue I have is with Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman to me does not pull off comedic acting. She's yeah. a great actress, in my in my opinion. She's a fantastic actress, but to me, she's not a comedic actress. And I- and to me, it felt forced. Yeah, I think some of her, some of her, um, her comedy may have felt forced, sure, uh, but I I didn't think it was as forced as a lot of the rest of the movie. Um, And the way she was trying to figure out her, her catchphrase and things like that, led into like the moment where she is an the epic moment where she says, you know, eat my hammer. Yeah, and so I felt like that was like it didn't feel didn't feel as as good in, at the beginning but once you get to the end it felt like it was like i got chills at that moment when she was like eat my hammer and she was like going all crazy i thought that was great yeah that part was that part was great to me like i enjoyed that part but just a lot of the scenes where she was having to be comedic it just it just grated on me she just oh. does not come off to me as a comedic sure. actress yeah and i can totally but. get that uh, also in this scene uh is when she's holding Molnir, Mir Mir, Mao Meow, whatever. I can never say it. I don't know how to say it. I don't <laughs> know how to say it. Near. It's so hard to say. I don't know how to do it. Near. Thor's Mjolnir. hammer. You got Thor's it. Hammer. Okay. <laughs> Thor's hammer. Thor's hammer. So she's holding Thor's hammer and he's like, he's like, hey, that's that's my that's, hammer. And yeah. he's so excited to see him because it's he's been with them ever since he's been Thor, you know? And so <laughs> and then his Stormbreaker just like comes out of the screen just like looking at him i love the jealous girl <laughs> now it was the i will say it was so subtle so and so funny and they didn't and they didn't like use a lot of time on it it was just a few seconds and a few seconds here and a few seconds there uh it was just fun with the uh, stormbreaker getting a little jealous he's like hey, all right now don't before about we me. jump any more into this humar whittle <laughs> Cameron, our bud over on the Discord said, what did you think of the Stormbreaker, Mjolnir, and Thor love triangle? If you were a kid, what would your weapon have been in the final fight? And do you think Jane will return as a Valkyrie? All right, we got three questions here. Oh, okay. Patrick's All already right. talked about a little bit about the love triangle. Love the love, love it. Absolutely love it. I yeah, love the love. Tri- I thought it was hilarious too. I feel like it, I feel like there wasn't a necessity for stormbreaker to act so much like a person like <laughs> it was a little too like it was, it was it, weird but it, it took worked. me out a little bit i i would have appreciated just thor making it look like it's just in thor's head or he's like observing like <laughs> i would have i would i like the gags where like it's almost like uh stormbreaker is like uh what's the volleyball in wilson castaway wilson where like the 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 person of the object is emulated through the 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 actual okay. person not okay. through the object itself where okay. it like floats on the screen and it's like they're magical listening they're magical it's weapons. like i understand it's magical but it just that like like patrick said that some of the comedy took him out of it that took me out of it for some oh, reason oh really oh okay it didn't hit with me as much i was like okay we're going and and i don't feel like they resolved it very well at the very end zooming ahead this is a spoiler cast when when Thor takes up his old hammer and he gives this huge weapon Stormbreaker to his adopted daughter, who that's the is funny part. Half the size <laughs> of the hammer. And I understand that's the funny part, but it doesn't. I don't think it meshed well with this whole love triangle. Yeah. When it's like, oh, now Stormbreaker's fine with being with the you know the adopted daughter and and all that stuff, and that's fine. It was a funny gag, and it and I th- I'm pretty sure Stormbreaker doubled in size size since endgame 
Like probably you look at some of the, the, the homestead, the dolls, the action figures and the Stormbreaker, and like in Thor love and thunder Stormbreaker is huge. I don't know if Stormbreaker is eating a lot of, you know, carbs or protein shakes or something bulking up in some way, but Stormbreaker got way bigger in this movie, but I did find it funny, like well, very funny, the love triangle. So I you notice, like, I can understand why the handle would have gotten bigger because, like, the handle is literally right. It's it was, a tree. It was it was literally Groot. I am Stormbreaker. Yeah, and so like when he dug his uh, when he dug Storm Stormbreaker into the into the ground uh, at the beginning of the movie, and he had to pull it back out, and it was like roots rooted. Yeah, yeah. So that's a cool organic thing about it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So so I get it. But, that's cool. Yeah, that's I. I didn't even didn't even think about it when I was watching the movie. Now that it, now that you say it, it that it kind of makes sense that it's gotten a little bit bigger. But man, yeah. Uh, going on to going on to Humar Whittle's next question, I think it was, "What would you rather have, the the Thor's hammer?" No, or, not would you rather have. He said, "If oh. you're a kid, what would your weapon have been in the final fight?" Storm yeah. br- Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker to me is just like when I see those little rinky dinky hammer next to this huge stormbreaker i'm like this is that's what i want yeah but i think i think cameron's question is more gauged at the kid army like yeah they had all these we're jumping ahead i love the kid army by the way so we're talking about the kids army but like they all have their toys like as their weapons so you as a kid if you were a kid in thor's army what would have been your weapon oh what would have been my weapon mine would have been a nintendo nintendo controller i would have used it like as a ball and chain kind of deal where i'm like swinging the controller around and you know i I got like maybe i got a duck hunt gun on the one side (laughs) and then a and then a Nintendo controller is a ball and chain on the right I, hand. I think mine would have been my buddy. My buddy and me. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my like buddy would have been my like would have been 50, 350 times larger than it, it would have been like my Chucky, like just like ree, Chucky. Ree. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's what uh, my buddy would have turned in if he would have like gotten the gold eyes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would have been mine would have been an acoustic guitar. Oh, oh, there you go. That would have been nice. Oh, nice. And you just slam it on him, and then it like rebuilds itself, like Meow Meow did yep. in this movie, which I thought was a cool move set. Like yep. how Thor's hammer would break apart and then come back together, which of course <sighs> helps them really break neat. up. That yeah. was cool. Uh, and then the last question: Do you think Jane will return as Valkyrie? I do not. One hundred percent. She's she's staying in Valhalla. No, I I really think with the multiverse thing happening, uh, I think. Her not being an Asgardian, uh, I think they're she's gonna be like she's gonna be there like, hey, you don't belong here, uh, and you're going back to Earth somehow, or mm. it's going to be uh, a multiverse, you know, variant thing where she is Thor. Like I, uh, I think it was just like having her only in this movie with all these phases coming up, you know, uh, and I think having a another female hero would be awesome i just i just don't know like with thor uh it said at the end of it says thor will return but we don't know which thor is it going to be mighty thor or is it going to be thor that's going to return because i we i didn't see any thor movies that are coming up you know is he is he going to be just a part of the avengers in phase six you know or is it or we're going to have we'd have unannounced movies that are going to come out with, with Jane Foster, you know, I don't know, but I, I, I think, I, I think it would uh, be great if we would see more of mighty Thor. Yeah. I don't think that they've announced all these, like, cause you, you if in past episodes you've seen or not episodes, but uh, movies and shows, you've seen them introducing more and more of the varying afterlife, the ancestral planes, Right. Um, you know, Black Panther, the duot with with Moon Knight, um, and now this with um uh wow, well, the Hala with yep. uh with Thor. Um, I think they're going somewhere with that. Um, and how that might tie into multiverse type stuff, um, and, and the whole Kang thing. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think they're introducing all these different ancestral planes for nothing. Um, yeah. I think they're going to tie in somehow. Um, so whether she comes back as a Valkyrie, I, I don't know, maybe, but, uh, I don't think Jane's gone for good. Just like, I don't think Heimdall's gone for good. 
Um, so we'll see. Yeah. I'm going to be the other end of the spectrum and I'm going to say she's done. I think, uh, in terms of her story and her arc, uh, she made that the, the Taika Waititi or whoever wrote her story, she herself, like everything that happened to me is like a good, your, your character served her purpose and did her part and played her part in helping Thor become who he needs to be in the MCU. And as a character, um, Looking at it practically, I don't think I don't think Natalie Portman uh, meshes with MCU. Like yeah, I just I, don't. I don't like you said, Mark. I I don't think her jokes always hit. I don't. Uh, looking at it from a technical or just an actor actress standpoint, I don't. I just don't see her either. One them being able to afford her much more because she is a high level actress that is in some ways I think above this. Uh, maybe not above, but. Her style of acting, it does not lend itself to the MCU. Yeah. It's She's much more classic, classical actress. I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't come back. But at the same time, I, like I said, I don't think they've introduced it, all this stuff for, for nothing. What if she comes back as like an angel, like angels in the outfield? Just like- <laughs> <laughs> I would be down for that. <laughs> yeah. If she starts flapping her arms... <laughs> <laughs> always watching oh man all right we've gotten ahead of ourselves thanks Cameron yep. for that qu- those questions but uh so yeah pretty much Thor is introduced to you know the new mighty Thor uh the love triangle between him and his old hammer and his new axe and then of course uh King Valkyrie is brought back into the mix and uh they have to fight gore they have to team up they try to fight him off they actually do fight him off, but then he kidnaps all their kids and takes them to a faraway place called the Negative Zone. That's not what it's called, but I don't Shadow, remember. Shadow, Shadow Realm? Yeah. Shadow Dimension? Shadow Realm? And so that pretty much sets, uh, sets them up on their next adventure uh, where they go to a place. Omnipotent City? Omnipotent? No. Omnipotence City. Yeah, I don't know if it's, if it's Omnipotent or Omnipotence. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. It's one where, of those. Where Zeus is. <laughs> yeah, where yeah. Zeus. That Zeus's, big old place where Zeus is. Zeus's yeah. city. So <laughs> they uh, they decide to go there um, to just get some more little G gods to help them fight uh, Gore because eventually he's going to destroy them if they don't work together. Mm-hmm. And here we are introduced to uh, Zeus in the form of the gladiator himself. Um, What's his name? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I was watching. I was like, "Is that Russell Crowe? He does not look like the Gladiator anymore. Uh, not anymore. No, he looks like the, <laughs> the Daddy Glader. The Daddy Glader is what he looks like." Well, I mean, how old is Russell Crowe now? I mean, I mean he's up there. Yeah, I know. I just like that was you know, like you, twenty years ago. When you think, I know. That. Like I saw a, a a meme today, and I was like, "You think Mario looks like? You remember it? Mario looks like this." And 20 years ago, and it's like Super Mario. Actually, he looked like this 20 years ago, and it's like, you know, from Wii. But it was just like, man, I, I Russell Crowe, he didn't sound like him. He didn't look like him. His physique wasn't like him. I'm like, why get Russell Crowe? <laughs> and it just yeah. didn't make any sense. Well, and I thought his, like, the way his, his English and his accent, I found it to be a little weird sometimes, where he's like, yes, try weird. some grape. I'm like, great what? I need subtitles. I was like, I was if one thing I could add <laughs> into movie theaters is subtitles, subtitles. I'll be like, all right, turn, turn subtitles on right here. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying to go for the literal Greek accent. Uh, yeah. He did not do a good bad. job at the bad. it was bad. I did not I did not enjoy his character. When he got killed with his own lightning bolt, I was like, good riddance, thank you very much. Bye. Yeah, on. Except he wasn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zipping ahead Great. to the after after whatever. <laughs> we are all over the place. Our, we are. Yeah. But it's like, oh, they show him alive and I'm like, dang it. And then they show Hercules and I'm like, he looks like a dork. It's the dude from Ted Lasso. <laughs> Yeah, it's sure, but I don't. I haven't watched Ted Lasso, so I don't have that connection. Oh man, he's Roy Kent. Oh, he's, okay, yeah, cool. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah have you seen I, it? I, that's that's like, great. He has a whole song. Yeah, Roy Kent. But, that sounds yeah, like a great I like, guy. I was like, cool. He's Hercules. He doesn't look like a Hercules. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. 
but anyways yeah anywho but yeah in, but yeah in the whole this whole scene it's like they're like trying to be incognito it's like really you none of you are incognito like uh, everyone can <laughs> everyone thor can did tell. that in thor did that in ragnarok when he put the <laughs> cape over his eyes and he's like i'm hidden <laughs> he's been hiding yeah. like that for yeah. ages yeah they turned it up to 11 in this one with korg walking in it's like come on you know it's, yeah whatever yeah but uh but the whole thing of of, of zeus not being this all-powerful you know you know serious god that he is portrayed in and everything else that he's ever been in in any so he's just like being this just like hey we're just gonna we we're 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 safe here we're safe here we're good we don't need to do anything we can just have you know nice relations with all of us you know i'm just like oh my gosh really like this is it felt this scene felt real it could have been done much i don't know i don't know how that could have done differently but i did not like zeus's character i did not no. like omnipotent city at all i did no. not like what they were doing there it just made no sense and then you, you see a new thor i'm just like why 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 does this have to happen in a marvel movie it's like because in my mind you know i'm thinking dad time you know like can i watch this with my kids it's like this whole this whole scene i was oh no this whole 100 skip uh when i'm watching it with my kids yeah yep yeah a little yeah more of uh, chris emsworth than i wanted to yeah well i mean yeah between that and between like hey just so you know announcements here's what's coming up in our you know time together is little g gods we're doing this that and the other and it's like really do you have to keep talking about this yeah and it what kind of country clubs do you know (laughs) <laughs> this was a country this club a, for the guys after <laughs> hours country club yeah, this is a gentleman's club yeah uh, oh yeah at some that's point, true they did <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> at some point i definitely was like can we just can we let gore know where they are so he can yeah. take care of this and then thor can fight him after he's taken care of yeah but i mean the way he was it was like thor was like you are you serious this is who you are and yeah. that's why you killed him i get it but there was just a lot of stuff that just didn't need to be in this, you know, the, the girls, you know, ooh and ooh, and yeah. and it was just like, no, no, like, man, like, I can't, I can't watch this with the family. This is ridiculous. I can watch like violence is fine because my kids are fine, but you know, this kind of stuff, I try to keep away from them. And then I just, it's just, it's, it was unfortunate. And it was a dis- it was very disappointing. I was disappointed in MCU for having this scene in one of their movies. To be honest, it's fair. It's fair. I definitely didn't. I mean, yeah, I I didn't care for it either. Uh, But I will say that the fight of, you know, killing Zeus after Zeus almost killed Korg was pretty fun to watch. Uh, Of course, who knew? Poor Korg. Who knew that the only vital organ of uh, a Korg <laughs> or their of their people is in their mouths? <laughs> Everything so else is expendable. <laughs> I'm so glad he's finally like a, a head of God of War just on your belt. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he is. He was pretty much uh, what is her, whatever his name is. Can't remember his name. I can't remember the top of my head. Mark, what's his name? Yep, can't remember his name either. Oh, head from God it. of War, just it's being there. That That's head, what dude. he. That's what he felt like the rest of yeah, the movie. Yeah, totally. Just being he was is the comedic head head dude. Now, when 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 uh, Valkyrie put him on the back of her head, that was a little weird. Mimir, <laughs> Mimir, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Oh That's yeah. Meow meow. Meow meow. Meow meow. Meow meow. Oh great! Now we're gonna mix those up. Uh, yeah. So they get the thunderbolt, which is really the only thing they were after. Which honestly, part of me was like, really? That's lame. your. Yeah. That's your. That's a lame like parting gift like the the thunderbolt that can turn into multiple thunderbolts and do cool stuff but really i guess it was to get a weapon for valkyrie because all she had at that point was a sword and letter openers which (laughs) let's let's make an aside that valkyrie was severely underused and did not feel like the same valkyrie now it might be that they were going for someone who had been a political figure for way too long and had kind of lost her edge but i don't feel like they they made it obvious like yeah. she was just there to talk sometimes and there to like be almost like a, a bouncing ideas for thor and um jane like to bounce ideas off someone like that's it like she served no purpose whatsoever so i didn't care for that take on on valkyrie 
Yeah. You guys have any other thoughts on Valkyrie or probably don't want to talk anymore about omnipotence. Nope. I, I was glad that Thor, that Thor, well, you know, died at that moment. I was like, good. Yeah. You mean Zeus? What, what, did, I, what did I say, Thor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Thor, Zeus. You're glad Zeus Thor, Thor died? died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and he came back to life. No. Uh, but no, Zeus, when, when they killed him at that time, I was like, good. You know, what he's doing here is awful. You know, yep. he's just being here. He's just enjoying the life that he has and doesn't care about anybody else. Like, that was... It just felt awful to me. And like, and everyone else didn't want to be, didn't want to help either. It's just like, I don't know. People cheering on and people just, I don't know if it was brainwashed, if they were brainwashed somehow, but we're just loving the, the, the luxury of life in Omnipotent yeah. City. They were comfortable. But, I mean, it's yeah, just like yeah. the, the, the fat folks in Wally, like when he gets there and, you know, everybody's super fat and just doing what they want. And yeah. You just get but comfortable. I, and, yeah, like, uh, like like you said, I, w- I wish I wish Zeus had had died, but he came back with Hercules, and that's going to be. And I didn't see Hercules at San Diego Comic Con either. So where when's he going to come back? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be a villain in one of those one of those movies? Because um, he's not a big bad, you know. Like he's 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 what he's I would see him only he's, in one in one movie. He's very much contained to Thor. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's this scene. This whole scene could have been shortened to two minutes. Yeah, yep. for sure. Uh, but from there, they get the they get the thunderbolt and they take their screaming goats and they fly away and make their way to the the shadow realm to face off against Gore. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the process, we discover a little more about how. Uh, Jane is not responding well to Meow Meow and how Thor's hammer has not completely healed her as, as she thought he, it's it would. It's making her worse. Making her weaker. It's pretty much sucking the life out of her. Um, and at the same time, they when they arrive at the Shadow Realm, they find out what Gore's plan is, which is to steal Stormbreaker. And they realize, hey, we just walked into a trap. Yep. And, uh, you know, Valkyrie gets severely injured. Uh and Gore gets Stormbreaker as both Thors are escaping, and things didn't work out as planned. Uh, okay. What'd you guys think of this this black and white Shadow Realm? Uh, this first real fight showdown with the heroes versus the villain. Any thoughts on that, Marcus oh. or Patrick? This uh, felt like this felt like Thor. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. This this part felt like it was it, this was Thor. Um, they, they made the comedy to a minimum. It was a little more serious. I liked this, this part, um, because it was just, it was menacing where he was just able to just manhandle every single one of them. Um, and, and just talk like a, like a villain does. This was, this was really good. Yeah. Um, from a visual perspective, like this, this whole scene is stunning where it's like the it absence of, of color, um, other mm-hmm. than some of the powers that they're using and things like that. It, yeah. it, it's, it looks incredible. Now I will say the moment when they come into the shadow realm and the part where they, where they crash the boat into the, into the planet and it just makes this random and you hear the screaming goat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, dude behind us was laughing for a good five minutes. That. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> could not stop but laughing. They, they land on the planet. A- they land on the planet, and it looks like a grape. It's like way that. smaller. It's way smaller than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I thought that exact same thing. I'm like, wait, is this a moon in Mario? Like Mario Galaxy? Like Mario I was Galaxy. expecting them to just like run around takes you, really takes fast. You like thirty seconds to run across the entire thing. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, visually, the, this, I mean, the fight is great. Um, Christian Bale, he's like getting into their heads and everything, trying to, you know, trying to twist things around and, and yeah. turn people against like that was great. Yeah. Um, and, and the fight itself was was great. Yeah, this was very much Thor. Yeah. And I and I and I liked the nice little it was a light twist, but it was the reveal that he's not actually looking to just kill them. He's looking to find a way to kill every god. Yeah. And so they reveal how Stormbreaker gives him access to eternity, which in, of course, as with most MCU things, things that we think are ethereal and not real, like eternity is such a vague 
statement. It's like the afterlife, whatever it is. Well, this is an actual place and a person, right? Yeah. Uh, where being. a celestial called eternity is there and it's pretty much Dragon Ball Z. Like you find it, him, her, them, and you get a uh, one wish, whatever you want. And it, it'll come true when you wish upon a star or celestial. <laughs> when you wish upon a star. That's Disney right there. Yeah. Yep, there you go. See, that's the connection. So, but, so uh, eternity is like the Jiminy Cricket of like exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and Gore is Pinocchio, and when go. he, you know, he's he got his nose. He's got a necro nose, and yep. when he's killing the gods, he it all connects. Yep, yep. it all's connected together. But yeah, so they lose, they lose Stormbreaker, they lose the fight. Um, pretty much, Thor has a heart to heart with. Uh, Foster persuades her to stay, which we all knew she would not, but nope. they, they also had to, you know, she had to play along and be like, yes, okay, fine. Uh, I thought the, the conversation and the whole transition to like pretty much Thor saying, I'm going to go ahead and do this on my own, you know, Valkyrie, you're hurt and Foster, you're too sick. I want, we fell back in love. I want a chance with you. And she's just kind of like, what? what future is there? Like it was a really kind of a weird conversation, which made it obvious that she was going to not stay there. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, from there they go, uh, Thor, uh, meets, uh, Gore at eternity or at the gates to eternity. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, put Stormbreaker down Stormbreakers using his, uh, rainbow bridge by frost powers to open. Uh, but of course it doesn't just open it right away. You got to fill in the lines like a good video game. And so the timer begins and Thor only has so much time to work with. And the kids of all the Asgardians are there and he imbues them with his power temporarily. Of course, I love this part. This was a really fun part. This was fun. Yeah, this was, this was Thor not being his, I've got to take care of this myself. He says, okay, we're going to do this together. And then he does, which I think was a great shout out to his dad whispering to them or whispering to his hammer or the whatever he whispered to and just saying, I imbue the power of Thor temporarily. Yeah. And they all get crazy lightning ball eyes. And it was, it was madness. No. So the, when this first started, he was like, grab any weapon you can find. And I was like. What are these kids gonna do? Oh, right. You know, there's no way this kid has a bunny in her hands. What is she yeah. gonna do against Gore the God Butcher? Yeah, you and saw then, what she does. <laughs> which was cool. Which was yeah. really cool. And so, like, yeah, like when he when he gives the powers to them, I was like, oh, this is this is a fun scene. It's it's like it's a the climax of the movie, but it's also fun. It's not yeah. didn't feel forced. It was a really cool part where he just it's like, hey. You guys have the power of Thor for uh, for the time being, and it was just it was just a really this was one of my favorite parts of the movie, favorite scenes yeah. of this movie. Agreed. Yeah. So from there, uh, battle ensues mm -hmm. while the kids are fighting the shadow creatures. Uh, of course, Thor is fighting Gore, and Gore gets the upper hand. But of course, the other Thor comes in mm -hmm. and. Uh, helps out a little bit and we get this little this little battle between Thor Foster or the mighty Thor the regular Thor I don't know the both the Thors <laughs> and Gore uh, and they're able to destroy the Necrosword and yeah. uh, you know freeing freeing Gore from the influence of the sword but not before he can crawl through the you know little doorway to eternity and to make his wish um I thought this fight was solid. It was a fun fight. It was it was well choreographed and everything. And and the use of again the use of Thor's hammer to to crush and destroy the sword was really cool. I want to say with the Necro Sword, I felt like there was some kind of sentience with it, and I don't feel like they ever revealed what what it was. Like it was just a sword that talked to him. Is it is it like the Darkhold? Well, like it's where it's. it's it's a necrosword, so it's literally like death in, in the death as a sword. Yeah, in a, as a sword, and so it's got some sort of possessed demon, demonic type of thing inside yeah. it, creature that can speak out to you, yeah, and influence you. 
but yeah, that's that's how I took it at least. Right, it makes sense, and I and I feel like, and I guess it's not something I thought about before, but but knowing, I I always I felt like the Necrosword was specifically after the gods, but I feel like since you said it's you know it's death, it's really taking what you hate or what is your like what you're focused on and and gives you the influence of killing it like yeah. what you hate or and so for gore it was the little g gods yep um but from there everybody goes through the little portal uh, to eternity and uh at this point gore is ready to make his wish thor implores him to instead of destroying all the gods to do the obvious thing and raise his daughter back revive her and uh and then he just walks away and uh, he pretty much says, I'm not going to waste the rest of my, the, the time I have left with you. And, and he goes to Jane and spends his, you know, her last moments with her as she's succumbing to cancer, as she has used pretty much all her life to, uh, to, wield, Thor, or to wield Thor's hammer. Uh, what do you guys think of this uh, ending scene, these last conversations, and, and this kind of the turn of events that leads to Gore actually being redeemed as a villain this was this was awesome yeah i love the yeah. scene uh probably the 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 best scene it was just like it was a very loving scene thor and jane and gore and his daughter it was just i i, I love i love that he was like he you know was able to fight away the you know the the necromancer sword taking a little hold of him and he chooses to wish for his daughter and um, having those moments with her, um, even though she, like, even though it's weird, <laughs> even though it's super weird that she's right. been gone for all this time, and then she's back to to be in a to whatever she is, whatever she is. I'm not sure. Um, maybe you guys can help me out with who she is now because she's she's her, she's his daughter, but she's also has you know crazy beam eyes, eternity powers, or whatever, whatever. But Thor saying he is not wasting his time with him. He's gonna make have his last moments with with Jane. I thought uh, I, the the way they sat with each other it was it was fantastic. Loved this the the lo- the love scene, um the of of you know the daughter and um, with Gore and Thor and Jane. I just, it was it was awesome. Really really good. Yeah, um, I think they were kind of pointing her in the direction of her being an actual character and that from the comics called mm-hmm. love. Um, I think she's some sort of goddess type creature. And so I think that's where they're going with it mm-hmm. okay. um, is that she oh, yeah. is this, you know, celestial being now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, the whole scene was, was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the fact that Thor was like, you know what? You're gonna do what you're gonna do. Uh, I'm asking you, please don't. But I'm I'm gonna spend whatever whatever this is in the right place. And and so that was that was a great a spot. And then watching Jane pass away and everything, and and then watching Gore actually do the right thing um, and be redeemed before he dies. Um, yeah, the whole scene was was great. Mm-hmm. And um, of course now. The title makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I thought was that cool. was quite a turn I did not see coming because I yeah. did not understand that her name from the beginning was Love. Yeah, like I thought that was just a nickname or just like a term of endearment that you use for your daughter or someone in your family. But yeah, when they're just like known as Love and Thunder, I was like, mm, nice. yes, yeah. It felt really, it felt right because I thought Love and Thunder was Jane and, and Thor. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, um, but it wasn't, and that was a really cool, really cool twist to the title of the movie. Uh, it was a perfect title to the movie, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I think I think this is this is like case in point where Marvel and Disney and uh, Taika Waititi and and just the the people who are making the decisions, or I, I guess Kevin Feige too, all the people who are making the decisions on how they do villains. I think this is a, a just so good, not just you know bringing redemption to a villain. I think that's an, a time old tradition, but demonstrating and helping us see the perspective of the villain and and not agree with them, but at the same time have sympathy, have empathy for what they're going through, 
and then them to have the chance to redeem themselves. I mean, Gore is such a good example of that because he he could have just wished for the death of all gods Mm -hmm. and he wanted to it was clear he wanted to and to see him kind of have that changeover and you know and just really imbue uh what love is all about and bringing back his daughter and then and then handing her off to thor and trusting him with her life uh was just so poetic powerful and so beautiful like it just was so good and as a dad i was just like yeah that's what I'm talking about. The like, yeah. crazy that's, part? That's Thor. That's Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Yes. No, for I had real? forgotten to say that. Yeah. yeah I, oh, I got, that's that's even that's that's so cool. Actually, yeah. a number of those kids are like Natalie Portman's kids are in there. More of Chris Hemsworth's and other people's kids. Like they're all over the place yeah. in this movie. That's so, neat. It's really cool. Yeah. So like at the end when they're like bickering back and forth and they're like. You know, she's like, I don't want to wear that. And she shoots him with his eye lasers. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, but I love you. And I love you too. That's like, like that's, yeah, father, daughter, like oh, true yeah. family chemistry. Uh, yeah. So good. So good. Really, uh, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the aftermath, Korg, uh, Korg gets his body restored, of course, starts his own family. Uh, Foster sacrifices honored in new Asgard. Uh, Valkyrie and Sif begin training the children to fight. Thor adopts Love, who joins him in heroics. Uh, Thor wielding his old flame, Meow Meow, and Love somehow wielding the huge Stormbreaker. Stormbringer. Wait, which one is it? Stormbreaker. Breaker. Breaker. Stormbreaker. Okay, I wrote that down right. Uh, and then as we already talked about, there's a mid-credit scene revealing Hercules is going after Thor, which we know that won't last given Hercules is a hero. Uh, and then Foster arrives in the gates of Valhalla, which I have to say it was really nice to see Heimdall. I miss that guy. I like him a lot. Yep. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? Any other things to say about Thor, A Love and Thunder? I think I've, I think I've said my piece on this. Uh, like I said, it, it could have been better, but I still enjoyed it. I, th- I, I think this movie um, was redeemed by the ending. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, uh, strong think, third act. Yeah, I th- I think the 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 beginning was great, the ending was great, and the middle had had good parts. Um, but I uh, but the the ending was so was so good was so good, um, and that it totally redeemed the movie. Uh, if 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 the ending had ended differently, uh, I don't you know. I, it's just, this is just conjecture because this is the way the movie ended. But if it ended, ended differently, I don't think this movie would have been any good, to be honest. Um, yeah. But the way they ended it, they really bookended it, and it was perfect ending, absolutely perfect. One of the one of the best endings of any of the Marvel movies. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you guys. It's good stuff for sure. Uh, I don't. I I will be interested. As we get to the end of the year, maybe we should do an episode where we just rank phase four, like just uh, have a quick discussion about where we rank the films. Yeah. I guess well, maybe rank the shows too. I don't know yet, but it definitely, it'd be interesting to see where it actually falls when it's all said and done, how we feel about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, that's all for our discussion of Thor, Love and Thunder. As is tradition, of course, some housekeeping where we offer you towels, fluff pillows, topped with Andy's candies and tip you off to the GMG news you need to know. If you enjoyed your time with us today in this old uh, movie spoiler cast review and such, uh, please check out our regular episodes. If you're not already a regular joiner uh, where we discuss what's new, uh, Mark and I, along with Chris The Rock, uh, one of our joiners and friends over there in O Canada, uh, we stream on Twitch. We also tweet on Twitter, discourse on Discord. So if any of those interest you, uh, please check out the links in the show notes. Also, we got some quality merch you can check out at gmgmerch.com. And uh, if you want to throw a buck or two in the old proverbial tip jar, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the GMG pod. And then finally, if you want to toss a coin our way, uh, in the form of not an actual coin, but a review and rating, you can click on the links to Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Spotify and let your voice be heard. We would appreciate it. Uh, 
Uh, already then, Pat and Mark, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners, go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you journey through the realm of film. Yeah.